It's that time of the year when we seem to be around people more than usual. Some of those relationships are so easy and some of them can be just downright hard. We're created for relationship with one another, but what exactly do healthy relationships look like? Join me this week as I talk about cultivating healthy relationships. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Hey friend, I am so glad that you are here with me today. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to share with you that my newest book is hot off the press and ready for you to order on Amazon. It's an Advent devotion for moms and it contains 28 devotions to help you prepare for Advent. Did you know that Advent isn't just for Christmas, but it's also preparation for the second coming of Christ. He's coming back and this little devotion will help you prepare for that. I will leave a link in the show notes so that you can go over to Amazon and order your copy today. Before we get started on today's podcast, I want to let you know that some of the content that I'm sharing with you today is rated PG. So you might want to put your earbuds in or get your kids busy doing something else so that they aren't within earshot of the podcast. Otherwise, you might be having to answer some questions you're not ready to yet. Relationships can be hard at times. We have had so many conversations in our home concerning relationships, how relationships are viewed today, how they were viewed when I was a teenager, and how will we choose to walk in them. I've heard more times than I can count that the way teens do relationships today is different. They're free to talk to whoever whoever they want for as long as they want without it carrying any weight as to the seriousness of the relationship. And you know what? It's not just teens. It's adults as well. It doesn't matter that they spend hours texting and snapping and iMessaging and DMing because if they're just communicating that way, it's really not serious. They don't see the deception of the emotional attachment it builds between you and that other person. And quite frankly, neither do we, neither did I. And it seems as time goes on, we're getting further and further away from the biblical model of healthy relationships. These are the very things that set our kids up and us up later in life for heartbreak, Don't believe me? Look at the statistics. They really do speak for themselves. Relationships today carry no genuine value. We're free to spread ourselves as thinly as we want to simply because the vehicle we use to do it is different. People may say that they are serious about one and at the same time be connected emotionally to two or three other people. It's merely riding the fence. It's keeping our options open and it sets us up for disposable relationships down the road. All this week at Raising Kids on Your Knees, we're going to be praying prayers over our children for healthy relationships and for their future marriages. In the devotionals, we will be stepping up our spiritual parenting in this area so that our children have a living example of what it looks like to have a healthy relationship. 
I would love for you to be a part of the Raising Kids on Your Knees prayer tribe. You can go to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe. You will receive free weekly prayer sheets as well as daily devotions that help you step up your spiritual parenting. There's a link in the show notes that will take you to the website where you can subscribe. In today's show, I want to share with you five specific ways the Bible speaks about relationships. The first one is the legitimacy of relationships. Let's look at Genesis 2.18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable who is just right for him. God is the author of relationships, and we don't have to look any further than his word to see how they're supposed to work. God himself longs to have a relationship with each of us. He enjoyed the relationship he had with Adam and Eve in the garden, the freedom to walk and talk and to be a part of their life. When sin entered that relationship, it was severed. Thankfully, God had a plan and he's sticking to it and he came to restore that relationship with us through his son, Jesus Christ. When Jesus chose to die on the cross for you and me, it was the only way to restore our relationship with God. He also had a plan to restore relationships with one another. The one thing that God said wasn't good when he made man was there wasn't a person for Adam to enjoy relationship with. You see, God created all of us with a desire for relationship with one another that he himself is not going to fill. We need relationship with one another. We're built for it. It is God who gives relationship legitimacy and God who sustains relationships. Second, let's talk about boundaries. God has set for us extremely healthy boundaries in the relationship we have. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? One of the most important boundaries is not to be partnered with those who don't love Jesus. He challenges us in this verse to answer the question, How can light live with darkness? Partnering in relationships that are not equally yoked in Christ, whether it be marriage, business, and friendships, is a dangerous place to be. Many times in the Old Testament, God's people were commanded not to intermarry with people who weren't his. The reason is clearly outlined in 1 Corinthians 15.33, bad company corrupts good character. A steady dose of hanging out with the wrong people will draw you away from Jesus. He exhorts us to not be deceived about this. Choosing to walk outside God's directive is sure to be a trap of the enemy. Don't get me wrong. We need to have people in our lives who are unbelievers. Otherwise, we will never fulfill the Great Commission to make disciples. However, when it comes to your inner circle, those people should be equally yoked with you in Christ. Third, let's talk about the purity of relationships in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. The relationships that God desires for us is relationships that are pure. Sexual purity is especially important to God. Sexual impurity opens us up for all kinds of diseases. God protects his children physically, and this is one of the ways God goes about doing that. More important than physical is the spiritual. When we indulge ourselves in sex outside of marriage, we are uniting ourselves illegitimately to someone else's one. We see in Genesis 2.24 that we become one flesh with that person. 
Not only do we become one flesh, but we also create a spiritual tie with that person. Ever wonder why you can't get that high school crush off your mind? You are one with them spiritually if you crossed that boundary. The good news is you can confess your sins before God and cut off illegitimate spiritual ties with anyone you have illegitimately given pieces of yourself to. If you would like more information on how to do that, please feel free to contact me and send me a message. Fourth, good friendships always carry with them a great amount of integrity. Proverbs 17, 17 tells us a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in a time of need. Let's face it, relationships can be downright hard sometimes. When you go through a hard time and are struggling, it is hard on the people who love you. Maybe you have a friend that is going through a hard time right now and just doesn't know how to help. They pull away or even wound you out of their own woundedness. A friend is always loyal, no matter what. The only reason that you would cut off a friend or a family member is for emotional or physical abuse. Otherwise, we are to stick it out with them. Sometimes they will walk away. Our posture is always one of love and loyalty. I'll be the first to tell you it's a whole lot easier to love someone when they love you back. Jesus exhorted us to love our enemies in Luke 6. He went as far as to say that we are to do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. This is where the rubber meets the road in our relationships with others. If you have a friend that is difficult to love, my challenge for you is to love them anyway, especially if they are a brother and sister in Christ. The integrity of our relationships is critical. God blesses those who choose to walk in obedience to him. And lastly, marriage is the relationship to be most honored in your life. Look at Hebrews 13, 4. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Outside of our relationship with Jesus Christ, the second most important relationship in our lives is our relationship with our spouse. It is the most honorable relationship on earth. We must make choices for those things that hold value and importance in our lives. Our children need to learn the importance of relationships that they are to be valued and the people involved in them treated with respect and the dignity they deserve. There needs to be an awareness of self-respect and to not spread themselves emotionally. They need to learn to fight for those things that are good and true in their lives, not merely throw them away when they don't fit into their situation. The best way for them to learn this is by seeing it lived out in front of them. We must be great examples of what healthy marriages look like. The chances of our children enjoying a healthy marriage grows when they see their parents have one. To sum up today, five biblical principles for healthy relationships are this. Relationships with one another are legitimate because God created them. Relationships have healthy boundaries. Relationships are sexually pure. And relationships in God's family help us. Marriage relationships are to be honored by all. I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, would you mind sharing it with your friends and your family? Reviews help make sure that this will be heard by other people as well. And we love to hear what you think about the podcast. Thank you for being a faithful friend to the podcast. Let me pray for you this week. Heavenly Father, I lift up my friend. I ask that Lord Jesus, you would speak to their heart, that those 
places and relationships where they're struggling, that, Lord God, you would give them clarity and direction on how to handle them. And that, Lord God, we would all seek to have healthy relationships with you and with one another. In Jesus' name, amen.